You are listening to Redefining Anxiety with Jennifer Aldersley. My son is six and a half right now and totally into dinosaurs, which is a really fun phase to go through. So of course, you know, he's into like the good dinosaur on Disney Plus and all sorts of dinosaur toys. And he's teaching us so much, right? Parasaurolophilus and all these things, so much more. They know so much more than when we were growing up and and just learned like the basic T-Rex and Stegosaurus and stuff. And he's got all sorts of really cool books and encyclopedia stuff. And last year we went away for the weekend to this dinosaur park. And it's just a really fun phase to be going through. And I saw on Apple TV that they have this show called prehistoric planet and it's done in the style it's cgi of course it's done very similar to the lion king live action i think it might be the same director that did it uh, where it looks very realistic but i mean of course it's it's not real (laughs) spoiler (laughs) and it's even narrated by david attenborough so it really has that bbc sort of blue planet animal planet feel to it And I showed the trailer to my son and he was really interested in it. So a couple weekends ago, we sat down with a bowl of popcorn and started watching it. One of the first scenes was a T-Rex swimming across this body of water to get to this island to be able to get some food. And it had, must have been five or six little baby T-Rexes with it. And so they're all swimming. It's quite cute. And then in true sort of that old BBC Animal Planet style, They introduce this mosasaurus in the water, and of course it's stuck in its prey, and eventually gets one of the baby T-Rexes, and that was the end of us watching that show. (laughs) Because I'm very sensitive to that kind of thing, and of course my son is too. But it really reminded me of those kind of nature shows that, you know, we often would watch in school when we were growing up, where there would be like a cheetah or a lion stalking a herd of antelope and finally pouncing and this great big chase that would ensue. And I can remember just being a little girl and like bracing your body the whole time, just hoping that the antelope would get away. And it got me thinking about how those shows are really like a front row seat into the stress response, into fight or flight. And that sort of example of a cheetah going after an antelope is probably one that we're very familiar with and and is often referenced in a lot of books about anxiety or about the stress response. And so we all kind of understand how that works, right? That automatically that antelope's brain made a decision that it couldn't fight the cheetah and started running away. It was having a flight response. If it had been a couple male lions showing us an example of the fight response, And then often in those kind of shows, particularly when we would have that cheetah chasing an antelope, and it was just about to get the antelope, we'd see that antelope fall and play dead, showing us the freeze response. And I don't know about you, but oh, the joy of when that cheetah would let down its guard for just a minute, and that antelope would get up and take off again, right? Tricking that cheetah. Every situation in the wild, of course, looks a little bit different depending on the animals. But something that they all have in common that you would never see in a million years is that animal having a stress response and then sitting down to do some deep breathing, (laughs) right? Taking a minute to meditate. I mean, that would make a really interesting documentary. (laughs) You see this cheetah stalking an antelope 
and then it sees it, it notices that it has that stress response, ignores it, and then sits down and just starts to breathe. (laughs) And of course, we wouldn't see that because that's not what our stress response was designed to do. But in the sort of self-help anxiety industry, that's often given as a solution for anxiety and panic. And, you know, we can really learn a lot from our fellow animals. And before I get further, let's throw a bit of a caveat in here that I'm a big fan of belly breathing and meditating. Meditation has been proven to lower the reactivity of the stress response after eight weeks of continuous use in so many beautiful studies. It can help improve focus and do so many wonderful things. But we need to make sure that we're using the right tools at the right time. And meditation or stopping to take a couple of deep breaths when we have a stress response, it's not the right tools. We always need to have a physical response to a stress response. And then we do rest and regulation afterwards. Now that physical response doesn't have to be like running hills or dropping and doing 100 burpees. We don't have to run miles and miles like maybe the antelope would. Many of us with anxiety feel more anxious with intense exercise because those feelings that we get from intense exercise, like an increased heart rate, like increased breathing, feel very similar to how we feel when we have a panic attack. But we do need to have some sort of physical release to be able to complete what's called the arousal cycle. And I'm going to give you some examples in just a few minutes. But let me explain what the arousal cycle is and how our bodies were designed to deal with stress. So the arousal cycle starts with some kind of stimulus or some kind of challenge. Our body alerts to that and we experience fight or flight. We then address that challenge and then we rest and return to equilibrium. So let's use our antelope friend in this example. So the stimulus or challenge could be that they hear the sound of a predator close by. That cheetah is starting to stalk them. They can hear some rustling through the grass and they look over and they see it in the distance. Then the body alerts, right? It decides fight or flight. So in this case, the antelope's going to know I can't fight a cheetah, so I'm going to run away from it, right? Flight. Then it addresses the challenge it actually runs. It does something with it, right? We said it's not going to sit down and take a couple belly breaths. (laughs) It addresses the challenge. And then once it gets away, and it's always going to get away in my version of the story, it goes and rests and returns to equilibrium. So the arousal cycle completes. Now, of course, the type of stress that we experience as humans is very different than animals, but it didn't always used to be. And her stress response just hasn't adapted. So what we end up in is more often referred to a trauma cycle, where we still have that initial stimulus or challenge, our body alerts, right, fight or flight, but we don't address the challenge. We don't have that output. And our system often becomes overwhelmed and freezes, so that arousal cycle doesn't get completed. And instead, we end up with that stored energy in the body. So let's use an example of stress from modern life. Say you're in a meeting at work, And maybe you have a really awful boss and he singles you out and says something really rude to you in the middle of the meeting. You experience a challenge. So the body is going to alert. You're going to have a stress response. But in that sort of situation, you're not going to get up and run away, even though you might want to. And you're also not going to fight your boss. Well, most people aren't going to fight their boss. Depending on your personality, you might bark back, you might defend yourself. 
but there probably isn't going to be some kind of physical response to it. So we just sit there with that energy, the body becomes overwhelmed, right? We have high levels of that sympathetic activity, and then we freeze. So the arousal cycle never gets completed. And all of us have been in a situation like this, right? Where we experience some kind of stress, and it just sticks with us, doesn't it? You might find that it ruins your day, and you go home after work, and you're grumpy and upset. And when you think about the stresses in our modern world, there are very few situations where it actually is appropriate to run away or to fight. And so we're constantly being bombarded with stress. Our stress response is constantly being activated and we're not doing anything to be able to complete that arousal cycle, to be able to really process that energy. So what we wanna do is find healthy and safe ways to express fight or flight energy. And so let's talk about fight first. We often experience fight energy in relationships, in confrontations. If somebody cuts you off in traffic, writes something rude on Facebook, or says something rude in a meeting, we get that really familiar sort of sense of heat. We might clench our fists and our teeth and get that urge to punch or kick or growl. And so using the example of being in that meeting and the boss saying something rude, again, not appropriate or safe to get up and punch our boss in the face. But we can go back to our office once the meeting is finished and use a tool to be able to release some of that fight energy. We can take a pillow and squeeze it. If you're at home, you can punch a pillow or take a pillow and hit the bed with it. Playing tennis or any sort of sport where you need to hit a ball. EFT tapping on anger can be a great physical release. Even audibly making the sound of a growl or a roar can be enough to express that fight energy and complete that arousal cycle. If you're experiencing flight energy, a great way to help to get some of that out of your body is to shake your hands and then your arms and your legs and your feet. Again, EFT tapping can be great for flight energy. Certainly if you're able to, any kind of exercise, whether you are doing some jumping jacks, even brisk walking around your kitchen, we're looking for a couple of minutes of some kind of physical response And then as the body begins to return to equilibrium and rest, we can take a couple of deep belly breaths. We can use a containment pose like a self-hug or hand on heart, hand on stomach. We can grab a blanket and wrap ourselves up in it and do a little swaying back and forth. Showing our body that safety is very important, but we need to allow our body some sort of physical response so that it addresses the challenge from the arousal cycle. So to recap, belly breathing, wonderful. It's great to do throughout the day, you know, taking a deep breath in through the nose for a count of four and then a breath out through the mouth for a count of six or eight, breathing into the diaphragm, it's activating the parasympathetic nervous system, helping the body to calm. Great tool for at the end of an arousal cycle or throughout the day just to send your body those little messages of safety. Meditation, wonderful tool. Again, when we're talking about anxiety, especially because it's been proven to lower the reactivity of the stress response when done consistently. So adding it into your daily practice, 15 minutes a day, but not as a solution for when we're experiencing anxiety or panic. There are a lot of really wonderful tools out there. We just need to make sure we're using the right tools at the right time. So what I suggest getting in the practice of is when you feel yourself having a stress response, Asking yourself if you're experiencing fight energy or flight energy. 
Do you have the urge to fight or do you have the urge to run away? Once you've identified it, using some kind of physical response to be able to work through that energy. And remember, that doesn't mean actually sprinting and doing laps around a track. It can be as simple as sitting down and shaking out your entire body for a few minutes. And once you've had that physical release, then taking in a few deep breaths, adding in a containment pose that feels good, and reminding yourself that you're safe. I hope that this was helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at jen at holistichope.ca. You're also welcome to visit our website, holistichope.ca. There is a free training that you can sign up to on the homepage of that site. And we'd also love to have you in our Facebook community, the Holistic Hope Anxiety Community. I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you more soon.